Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to No Rap Before Nine. My name is Scumbag Millionaire. Uh, I just want to start off by saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How you doing? I'm going to say that one more time for you. This is No Rap Before Nine. Wanna know who fucking with me? Me too. Me too. Me too. I know I've been away. I'm just trying to get my paper straight. Girl. I mean, y'all be feeling like that. Don't give my shit away. But then, like, guys be mad just when you're just trying to step out straight. and get your shit together and come back strong. I know I've been away. A lot of people, when they step away, unfortunately, they build a fortress around themselves and they're not able to get back in. They're not able to plug back in, connect back in, lock back in. Who hear me knocking? Open up, man. Let me in. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. No right before nine. Get me. I'm thinking of all of you this morning. Today, always. I'm not. That's why you ain't seen me in a while. Don't give my shit away. I'm just trying to get my paper straight. Lord knows. One time that is Brent Fayez been away. Uh, you know, I just actually got um, I'm not gonna say put on the Brent Fayez, but you know, he's got some really dope projects. Anyway, give me Yeah, uh, welcome back to No Rap Before Nine, everybody. I'm your boy Scumbag Man, and I just want to take a second to acknowledge every and anyone that's taking care of their responsibilities right now. You doing what the fuck you supposed to be doing. I need some claps for you right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You paying them bills? Okay, are you staying debt free? Are you are you taking care of them response? You know, I'm just I just need to ask. But uh, you know, where the white toes at? You know, I just I need to know. You got them white toes, let me see them things. Angle get a bill paid, get at me, shout. 
Um, but look, what a week. We got to jump in this thing and just start swinging like Tyson. You hear me? Um, I am uh, about to do a charity bike ride this week. And over the past week, I went to, uh, I got linked up with a local bike, home bike mechanic. Um, drove out to uh, College Park, Maryland. I'm pretty sure you guys know where that's at. Uh, it's, some people call it Laurel, but it's, there, there's a cusp line, okay? Um, anyways, I'm pulling in. I'm rapping to do. We talking about what needs to get done on my bike. And, uh, you know, this van pulls up and he starts to speak Spanish. Now, yeah, I'm half Spanish, but however, I, I'm, I'm not real good at that. I've gotten way better in the last couple of years. Um, but I'm not there yet because once you start all that, da, 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 woo, 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 mucho, blah, 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 yo no sé, okay? You hear me? Like, so, uh, so I was like, yeah, hold on, let me, let me get, let me talk. I was going to talk to the white mechanic, you know what I'm saying? Like, cuz, cuz need to highlight you. <laughs> And uh, he's like, no, nah, I speak English, okay? And I thought that was real weird at first, you know what I'm saying? Because people automatically assume that I'm Hispanic when they're Hispanic. I, I, I get it, baby. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I see where you get that. But, you know, just because someone's brown in color does not mean I'm going to start going up and clicking my tongue trying to communicate with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't fuck with that type of shit. So it's it's a stereotype. You know, motherfuckers need to stay away from that shit. Uh, you know, just assume that, you know, motherfuckers speak English, okay? Just assume, okay? I know it's not good to assume things, but once again, the world is a contradictory place, okay? I'm not going to keep saying that. If you knuckleheads don't want to keep listening, I'm going to keep saying it till I'm blue in the face. You hear me? All right. Okay. So, anyway, uh, this guy, like, um, I come closer to the car, but, like, I've I seen a lot of movies, you know? So, this nigga man had the strap, may have pulled the thing out, bang, bang, woo, woo, woo. Now we at my funeral, but not really, okay? Um, but anyway, he pulls out this um, this gold ring. Okay, and he started saying something about the ring. But let me tell you how the way my brain works nowadays is the the immediate moment where he tried to offer me something, I knew that he wanted something. Because let me tell you something, my, my man raised no sucker and ain't nothing out in this world free. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at this point, he wanted to, I guess, use my uh, my phone or like he wanted me to make a payment off the car and i'm just like let me tell you something bro i used to be a scheme i used to run with the schemers i still know the schemers you hear me i already know what you try and do and i'm not with the shits okay now mind you when he starts giving me the backstory of what he needs to do i saw a little girl in the back seat okay and this little girl was uh she didn't seem in danger she didn't make any eye contact with me she was real focused on what she was doing okay um I think she was like playing with a little toy or something. I can't even really remember, okay? Because it all happened so fast. Uh, anyway, I told the guy no, but as as he was driving off, I thought to myself, you know what? Like with everything that I've been seeing going on right now, especially with the sex trafficking shit. Like I don't know if if y'all if y'all motherfuckers know, but there are like these tracking numbers that they're putting on um on way on Wayfair. It's like a a bulk stock warehouse where you buy like furniture, okay? anything it's discounted but there's been these coincidental posts about how some of these tracking numbers are actually tracking numbers for these little kids that are being sex trafficked or people um now i um i heard a long time ago that when you see these missing people um posters like i'm sure every one of us has seen them on the internet you know someone's missing you know last seen here and there Woo, 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 woo. Okay, now look, I have heard from a very reliable source that when those type of things go out, it's a possible sex trafficking uh, scenario. 
Okay, we're talking like eight and a half, like 80% chance it's a sex trafficking thing. Um, about two years ago, I was living in the Rockville area and I used to hang out with this guy at the bar all the time. Okay, he was a friend of my then ex-girlfriend. Okay, about a year ago, I got a text message from her that I, you know, I don't speak to this woman anymore. But however, I got a text message from her with his pictures saying gone missing. And he at that point had already been missing for an entire year. Wild and crazy shit. But anyway, going back to the situation at hand, all right, I had walked away. I remember there was a little girl in the car. What if this guy was a sex trafficker? What if in an hour, uh, an Amber Alert went off on my phone and it was describing the little girl in the back seat? And, and the reason I'm thinking like that is because you, you already, I know that you're a con artist, okay? And th certain things about con artists are like... I mean, you, you try and get the money regardless. Not for a second would I doubt that you're a sex trafficker. Like, you know, that you're abducting people out here. But what was I to do? This guy was Latino. We all know what, what, what type of battle Lat Latino people are fighting right now. Getting their children back, this whole ICE thing. Uh, you know, illegal immigrants getting deported. Like, I met a guy in Orlando, Florida recently, and he told me this crazy story about his dad, how he got here, built an entire life off of an alias, of course, and then wanted to travel with his family. Okay, this guy been under the radar for 30 plus years-ish, okay? Gets a passport, you know, yada, 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 comes out the office and I and gets deported back to Colombia. You know, and, and it's been four years since then. So what was I to do? Should I have called the police? Should I have said, hey, is that your is that your daughter in the back seat? Are you a sex trap? Like, yo, what the fuck? You know, what was I to do? What like what are you supposed to do in those type of situations? You know, not now I call the police. Now I'm a snitch. Now niggas looking at me like like a snitch because y'all can't even differentiate what a snitch is and when it's time to snitch and when it's time to, you know, save someone else's fucking life. Y'all motherfuckers out here crazy. I think because niggas calling the police, they out here crazy. But guess what? The police ain't coming. Why? Because we out here screaming, defund the police. I'm seeing way too many things on my fucking Instagram feed. Where the police at? Nigga, you, wasn't you just in the street last week talking about some defunding? Get the fuck out of here. What side of the line do you want to stand on, bro? This is what the hell I keep going back to. Y'all motherfuckers don't even know where the hell you want to stand at. Now... Let's, you know, let's say nothing, nothing became of me calling the police or, you know, for this little girl that, that I seen in the Ikea parking lot with the, with the strange man in the van. Now, uh, now, now what? Now I owe this guy an apology. Like, I feel like a piece of shit because I judged him. I'm a racist now because I judged him. Where are the signs at? What am I supposed to do? But, oh, but you know, and, and I can't even... Like, I, I don't even know where to look for these answers at. And even still till this day, like while I'm sitting here recording this and chopping it up with y'all, like what happens the next time I run into that type of situation? You know, um, I don't even, and it's weird because I, I, I don't think that I've ever seen like any um, like protocols for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like where's the training? You know what I'm saying? Uh, are they teaching that shit in schools? Nah, nah. They're not doing that, you know, um, but, you know, ladies, I just, I want to continue to tell y'all to be careful out here. Um, you know, if you ain't got yourself some mace, 
get some mace. Because <laughs> it, it ain't it ain't no fucking game out here. That creeps left and fucking right. You know, we're going to get into a big-ass creep um, a, little, a little bit later. Um, but, you know, all this stuff. All, and, you know, if, if you... Um, if you are somehow a victim of sex trafficking and then you come back to like the regular life, I mean, ain't, ain't nothing going to be regular after you escape your, you know, your, uh, your predator or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But nothing's ever going to be the same for you. Um, I do have a friend who, um, has, has been in this, this sort of situation before and, you know, she ain't, ain't nothing been the same with her since for obvious reasons, you know, um. But uh, I, I, I do have a question to um, all the people that are all, you know, about this XXX Lives Matter thing. Let me ask you something. Would you would you really insert all lives matter? Because it's funny, I'm trolling on the Internet and I see and I totally agree with, with this, the, the comment that this guy said. We, we pick and choose and we decide whose life matters. All lives don't matter. Stop saying that type of shit, because the second some shit happen or go left. Now, let's, now, we can't use that logic with that person. For example, there's these predators out here. These people abducting these women. But I thought all lives matter. But not their lives, huh? Like I said, we, we, we pick and choose. And all this stuff goes into your mental health. Um, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, bro. I, I, got, um, I have a gift. I'm not going to call it a disability. You know, for real, I'm going to tell you right now, like, whether you have... Um, ADD, whether you have autism, whether you have um, bipolar disorder, okay, cool. From the outside looking in, they call those things disabilities, okay? Um, but ever since discovering my quote-unquote disability, I no longer really look at it like that. It's a gift that I have. My brain is it works in certain ways that other people's won't because I can kind of see through some smoke that they can't see, okay? Um some years ago, I had a I had a um, a sister pass away, and I had people left and right trying to tell me how to deal with grieving. You know, I had people that were recommending me to go to a psychiatrist. I had medications that I was on, and eventually, I kicked all the medication because they weren't doing nothing for me. They was making me a zombie. I'm talking like my homies would pull up, see me with drool, like not necessarily drool hanging out my mouth, but I was just different. Like, it's like I was gray. There was no color. There was no personality. I was very, I was like really depressed. I was real somber. And that's what those meds did to me. Now, I get it. I understand. Look, they those things take time to adjust. And, you know, once you get to con consistency, but there's a piece of you that is forever missing. And I don't give a fuck. Like, you should have seen the backlash that I got when I decided to get off the meds. And all I really wanted to tell these people was, if you think that it is so easy to operate on these jumps, then you take them for eight, nine, 10, 12 months. And then you tell me how you feel, okay? Because I'm not here to argue with you, man. I'm just, and like, maybe I am, I am here to argue with you. Go fuck yourself. Because in, until you experience what I experienced, there's no way of trying to explain that was to somebody and for them to really pick it up. Um, now, talking about mental health, um, I've been seeing a therapist for about two and a half years, and it's been the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. Okay, I've got someone right here in this in the room that's unbiased, that's not going to judge me, literally. You know what I'm saying? And I can pour it out, whatever the hell it is. And this person asks me questions that I don't ever want to answer, but my damn self. But we work through them. Okay, and because of those things, I've made choices in my life that have not really been the best. But mentally, spiritually, emotionally, young, I'm I'm here. I'm a hundred percent here. 
I have had to make some some sacrifices for my mental health. And let me tell you something, young. I don't care if they your brother, your aunt, your sister, your cousin, your mom, dad. Family can be toxic. Always remember that, dog. Your family can be the one that's fucking you up. And I know it sounds kind of crazy what I'm saying, okay? I mean, you're listening to the guy who pretty much alienated himself from his entire family for three years. But you know what? Things took place for me mentally that couldn't have taken place without all of those distractions, okay? Um, Now, speaking upon mental health, it's also very hard to tell someone that they need help when you see it. I mean, I got friends that are compulsive liars, Okay, and I mean, no one's calling out, calling them out on their bullshit because they're feeding into that and they're enabling it, and they they don't really know what to do at this point anymore. They're just like, oh, all right, cool, he's lying again. I mean, uh, man, that's gonna be big, big, big trouble for for Joe Schmo in in ten more years. Like he thirty one now, cool. Wait till he forty five. That shit really gonna hit different when he forty five. I'm trying to tell you, man. If you don't deal with these things earlier on, they're gonna fuck you up in the end. Okay, um. Now, speaking of mental health, I figured that I needed to get an expert in on mental health and to try to explain to you guys why it is so important, why it is vital. I mean, even if you don't think you need help, talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so with those things being said, I, um, I reached out to a high school friend of mine who now has his own practice. I believe it's called Mind and Emotions Therapy. Okay, so um, I'm going to see if I can get him on the line. Come on, motherfucker. Hello. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yo, what's going on, bro? N- nothing much, nothing much, man. Hey, I appreciate you. Uh, welcome to No Rap Before Nine, bro. Appreciate you coming on the show. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, um, please introduce yourself for everyone out there listening. So my name is Marcus Mason. I am the founder of Minds in Motion Therapeutic Services um, in the state of Maryland, and I'm a psychotherapist. Okay. Uh, why the name Minds in Motion? So Minds in Motion, off, just off, you know, off bucks, it's Minds. So like, enjoy, I enjoy working with people, you know, psychologically, um, counseling and therapeutic services um, and the motion because I think that when you move, you create endorphins and you release endorphins and you in theory feel better. So I'm trying to combine, or not try, I do combine um, movement with also counseling. Okay, so we're exercising while we're crying, basically. You can look at it like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, I love to cry. Who doesn't love the notebook, right? You know? Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, Marcus, we're talking about mental health and who better to call than the expert himself. Um, Things have, things have, I, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. Ever since I first known you and then to now, uh, complete 180 in my mind. Um, right, 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 right. But, uh, I, I guess I, I want to ask you what, first of all, what was your turning point? Um, like when did you realize that becoming, becoming a therapist was your mission and that's what we're going to do? So I'll, to be honest, I don't know if becoming a therapist was my mission or if it kind of like fell in my lap. Right. Um, so I know you and I, we kind of go way, way back, right, to like high school days. Right, right. Um, and there were times where I look back and I realized that I needed a black male or, yeah, a black male, like a father figure in my life that I, I don't think I had consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so when I graduated from college, from um, undergrad, um, I wanted to do mentoring and kind of give back to youth and community service. So I do that. I did that. Um, but then I also wanted to be able to do it in a more productive and progressive way. Okay. And that's when the connect, the counseling fell into place. And then I ended up becoming a therapist and it kind of all worked out. Yeah, that's super weird. Because I remember like one time you were, I think it was like your freshman year in school at Bowie. And uh, you were like, yeah, I'm going to be a marine biologist. And I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I, mean, I, I was just talking to somebody about that. I really wanted to do that. That shit's insane, bro. You could have been like the black Aquaman out here. That shit is, <laughs> right, right, right. That shit is fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> so going back to, I guess, like school and pushing you in the direction of um, of uh, therapy, who mm. would you consider some of your heroes? And like... When when I when I say hero, I mean like anybody, dude. They could be the best friend, the guy down the street. Um, and then how how do we emulate these heroes for for to better our mental health? Um. So I I don't have like big name heroes. I know it's like one thing. I guess I maybe should work on or should I don't know. I don't. Care. I mean, I mean, should um, you? I mean, uh, right. Is, do um, we need to have heroes? You know, because I mean, right. I I don't think I really have any that I know that I can like look up to for guidance. Or right. Anything like right. That. So what I would say, um, I would I would say my first hero, honestly, is somebody we both know, um, Mr. McNeil in high school. Um, he, for, the, for those of you guys was, that don't know, Mr. McNeil was um, he was a counselor at our high school, football coach, mentor. Yeah. I mean, overall big brother. This this black man was amazing. So he he really kind of like planted the seed um, in regards to kind of like you know just setting the tone and you know holding yourself accountable and making sure that you're providing what you need to do what you're, you're receiving what you need and you're also providing what you need in the right way mm-hmm. um and just kind of like growing up and then going to college and then getting out of college like he's still kind of like like looking back he's still that person like that's very high morals high standards high expectations mm-hmm. um and i think i try to emulate that with the kids that i work with um on a school level but then also in my you know in my personal life because you know he was real big on you. You say you're gonna do something, you need to do it. You need to present a certain way. You need to make sure that you know your your T's across, your eyes are dotted. What is, what is so? Speaking of being a strong black present male in your life, how he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think right now in this day and age? Exclude the titles of um, father, husband, mm-hmm. therapist. What does it mean mm-hmm. for you right now to be a black man in America? Oof. To be a black man in America, um, I think it means a couple. It's, like, it's a spectrum, so okay. I think it's a it's a sign and it's a sign of um, strength. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's also a sign of like constant rage internally. Um, it's so hard, you know, to live in a society where you're not really wanted. On top of the fact where you have to. Well, per society, you're supposed to present a certain way and have this extra strong, toxic masculinity um, face on for the world. So I, I think it, I think it's a lot of different spectrums and different levels. But um, if I had to kind of sum it up in one phrase, I would say it's a constant state of rage. A constant state of rage. Okay, I like that. Um, talk to me about the biggest misconception when it comes to therapy. Um, I've had my brushes with going to therapy. Um, 
uh, I made some choices that weren't the best nor most thought out. And um, mm-hmm. um, just tell me what, and I was always afraid, dude. I was always afraid mm-hmm. that my friends would look at me as weak. The girl I was dating at the time thought, you know, would always say like, oh, that's, that's for crazy people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember you and I were talking about conditioning and I was also talking about conditioning a few weeks ago on the podcast. And uh, all of those things conditioned me to believe that this was not for me mm-hmm. and to be afraid of it. And I just want to, I just want you to tell someone who, maybe struggling right now like do i go mm. do should i be there like what do you think is the biggest misconception and advice that you can give for someone that's afraid right now the biggest misconception and advice i would give um i'm gonna stick with black men that's just because that's my that's my, my target population yeah. um, all day i would say that it is okay to ask and need help from somebody else um i think a lot of a lot of men and black men specifically have this notion that um, we're, we're expected to know everything and have the answer. And if you ask for help, help means you're weak. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of like, I know when I grew up, that was kind of how, like, if you ask for help, you were weak. Yeah. So in turn, you know, we get to adult age and we don't know how to handle, we don't know how to handle any of our emotions because we never had to, we never handled them the correct way when we were younger. And, I, and it kind of just led on into life. Yeah. And, um, and so the, I would say asking for help is the biggest issue for for men in general Mm. specifically um and then the biggest stigma is that like you kind of said already like therapy is only for people that are crazy they actually say that therapy like if you go to therapy when things are good Mm. it'll be even better when things are bad Mm. okay because you i I guess because you're you're kind of getting some answers you already kind of like you know you you have some things you're working on nothing like nobody's perfect so there's always something you can tweak there's always something you can work on. And then, you know, if something goes far left or far right, you already have a, a strong baseline for where you are instead of only instead of waiting until something negative happens. Mm. And then you're doing reactive work. That's kind of like going to church. Work. That's kind of right. like praying and going to church. Like, you know, a lot of people think that we we go when we're in trouble. And really, I mean, we, we should be going to say thank you. Right. You know, right. I feel like it's the same thing. People want to pray and they want God to pull up and pop up and bless them. But only when things are really bad. Right. You know, right. they never want to do it when it's when it's absolutely good too. Um now tell me something. Let's this is a quick scenario. I am broke. I have no job. I don't really have a lot of resources. Give me therapy one oh one for dummies. Like how do I get the resources? Where do I go to look for them? Who can mm-hmm. I ask that I'm not like that will that won't shade me, that won't make me mm-hmm. feel like um like you know, like 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 bad, you know? Um Hello? Yeah. Okay. If you have, you know, regardless of your social economic status, if you don't have enough money to go to therapy, or if you're not sure, or you're just kind of confused, um, I will always, I, my first thing is to tell people, one, to look on psychologytoday.com. Um, that is literally, it's like a Facebook or like, it's like the Amazon for looking for therapists. Okay. Um, you can find therapists from all over. All you do is search the zip code and you put in what kind of therapist you want. Mm. Hello? Um, something else that you can also do, if you don't have the appropriate funds needed for therapy, um, one, you can have insurance. If you have insurance or you have COBRA, therapists accept that. Mm. If you don't have that, the second thing you can do is ask the therapist if they offer a sliding scale. Mm. A sliding scale is basically saying, um, like I have a sliding scale for my clients for certain ones that need it. Okay. So I may charge, let's say I charge 130 for a session. Mm. My sliding scale, depending on your finances, may get your session all the way down to $60 because financially I'm, I'm, I understand that you're going through some things. Right. Um, 
You also can look up there. Some therapists do, pro, well, not some, a lot of therapists do pro bono work. So you can just ask, you know, if they're willing to see, you know, if they will offer um, uh, pro bono sessions. You can also go to therapy for black men, therapy yeah. for black women. Yeah. Um, and you can, like a lot of, a lot of therapists are now promoting themselves on social media and they'll flat out say, you know, I'm offering X amount of sessions due to what's going on with the social injustices in the world. or I'm offering X amount of sessions for free or I'm offering X amount of sessions at this price due to what's going on um, with COVID. You know what I mean? Okay, so, I got you. so very first thing, psychology today. It's okay. like Amazon for your therapist. Um, the second thing I will also again then say is that look for someone that looks like you as a therapist that's mm. just my personal opinion some people don't like it but at the end of the day no nah, I, 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 I like that i do like that I, and now i feel like i need to be uh going back and editing my uh <laughs> i do <laughs> i do like that damn whole time okay yeah see i mean we all could learn something from uh mr marcus over here um last thing i want to do is i've i i've I love doing this with, with some of my guys that I interview and ladies that I interview on here. Let's say that after this interview, God forbid, the world is over, okay? Uh, there's a new era, okay? And it is it is your chance to write something in what would potentially be our new Bible, okay? What are you leaving behind for the world? Hmm. What am I leaving behind for the world? A saying, a phrase, an experience. I would leave behind... Enjoy the moment and mm. not press towards the future. Okay. I feel that. I just feel like a lot of us are caught up in tomorrow. It's like we're all trying to do the next thing or the next move or the next step or the next or the next or the next or the next. And we're not enjoying the actual moment of where we are. Mm. I love it. Seize the day. C'est la vie. It's life. Like, I love all that stuff, bro. I love it. Um... Mr. Marcus Mason, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day and uh, chatting with us. Um, one more time, tell us the name of your business and how we can find you. So, my business is Minds in Motion Therapeutic Services, LLC. You can find me on Instagram at minds underscore in underscore therapy. You can also find my website at www.mindsinmotiontherapy.org. Mm. Um, all my contact information is also on my social media. It's all connected. You can find me on Psychology Today under Marcus Mason LGPC, and it will take you to my website. Mm. Love it, bro. I appreciate you so much. Thank you again. No problem, no problem. All right, man. You have a blessed night, okay? Take care of the family for me. Yes, yes sir. You too. All right, thanks. Man, those were some uh, those were some, some gems that Mr. Marcus Mason was dropping. Once again, I do appreciate him, uh, you know, coming on the show and chatting with us for a bit. I love you, bro. I really do. Um, just some some quick, quick little sidebar comments that are neither here nor there, but I just feel like they need to be said, you know, every once in a while, just to make sure that we're still on the same page. Um, you know, if you're 25 plus and you're still using your liquor bottle, empty liquor bottles as decor in your house from on top of the fridge, uh, in your study, stop that shit. You need to quit doing that because that shit is trifling. You too way fucking old for that. And, uh, I mean, that's just nasty. Uh, next piece of business, uh, is this designer shit. I still see motherfuckers out here spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on the Balenciaga sneakers and all this other shit. Look, let me tell you something, fam. That shit is not making you look any better, bro. 
Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas is tacky. Niggas think because they got designer clothes on it, they can dress. Nah, bro. It's like you're ugly. Your breath stink. Your hairline start in the back of your head. No, fam. That's not it. Okay? Y'all need to put that shit down. It's like 95 degrees outside. These shoes weigh like 10 pounds. Why the fuck are you walking around with ankle weights when you got damn feet in the middle of summertime? You're going to pass out. Uh, one more thing, bro. These drug dealers. Y'all niggas still suck. I've been buying weed since fucking, because I'm not growing my own goddamn shit. I'm not doing all that. I don't know. Hell no. But I guess maybe at this point I should. Let me tell you, y'all niggas are still out here selling weed. Y'all niggas still suck, okay? And the reason I'm saying that is because I will text a motherfucker at 9 o'clock in the morning. And we'll set up a time. It'll be 5.30, 6 o'clock. For a goddamn example, my weed man was supposed to pick up my goddamn phone call at 7 o'clock. We here, it's quarter, it's half past 8. I done text this nigga 17 times. I'm looking at his IG story. He's smoking weed in his living room. He's lying to me talking about he in Delaware. Why the fuck do y'all niggas do that? I don't even understand why the fuck, like, hello? And then gonna talk about some, yeah, I'm not around yet. Well, no, duh, motherfucker. Like, I'm looking, I'm trolling your shit. Y'all motherfuckers need to stop doing that. That's the equivalent of, like, when you're watching someone's story on, on, on social media, and then you message them, and they don't reply, but they watching all your stories. Y'all motherfuckers blow me. Get the fuck out of here. Ew. Y'all niggas is gross. I'm trying to figure out an easy way to kind of talk about this, but I guess there really is no easy way, especially because a lot of these things don't come from my mouth. Uh, what I'm speaking about is a local DJ slash photographer in the DMV area. Um, he goes by the name of Terrell Pettis, uh, i.e. DJ Tech. Um, some of you may know him, some of you may not, um, but I will tell you something right now. If you're if, if you're in my age bracket uh, around, uh, I guess, like the time when we were like 18, this guy pretty much was like the only photographer in the DMV area. He was popping. Fast forward 10, I mean, I've, I've known Terrell or I knew Terrell for uh, a long time. I was about 12 years old when I first met him. Uh, but then he got into the club thing and that really wasn't my thing. So we lost, um, we lost contact. I would see him here and there. It would be no more than a couple of words exchanged. Uh, but over the last week, there have been women, um, one after another continuously coming out with allegations of, um, gaslighting, manipulation, sexual misconduct, uh, and rape accusations. Um, and here's the first thing I'm going to say about all of these things is, uh, I, I have been in relationships with women who have been raped. Um, I have friends who have been raped. Um, uh, you know, I, I know some guys that have been in jail and that have been raped. Um, and this is nothing that they're going to lie about. This is nothing that they're going to joke about. Cause it's, it's not joke time when it comes to some shit like this. Um, now, there was a, a live that took place where he, he jumped in it and I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to it too much, especially when he started talking. Now, here's, here's my thing. It's, it's one thing for, um, for someone to say something bad about you or malicious towards you or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I can tell you right now that there are probably plenty of women from my past that would say some malicious shit against me. Um, nothing in that realm, of course. Um. But, you know, it's one thing when it's one person. It's another thing when it's two people. You know, I'd even be so ignorant and, and oblivious and naive to say, you know, even even five. Like, I can think of five women that would say some bad shit about me. Um, but the fact that 30 plus women have been have come forward and shared their stories with the other women that have encountered the situation with this guy. 
Um, it's there's no room for debate. Um, you know, as a black man, this is terrible. Uh, we are out here trying to protect them, and sadly, uh, this this dude's a fucking creep. At the end of the fucking day, um, I saw a IG live where this one lady got on there and said, "You know, I'm not here to start a hate campaign or do anything like that." But let me explain something to you. There are people out here that want that want to do harm to others. Um, right before I got on the podcast this morning and seeing the official round the way news, because I mean, every second I refresh my page, there's another woman coming out. There's another post about him, you know, now to the point where his profile has been taken down, fully deleted, like, uh, you know, and these women are testifying, saying that, you know, he would invite them over, get them sloppy drunk and then, you know, have his way with them. And it's unfortunate because you have a lot of power in your community. A lot of people know you and you would use your power to abuse it like like you would abuse your power like this. Um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of women say that he needs help and that he's sick. And here's my thing. What, what, like, what is that going to solve after he gets some help? Are you going to go continue to go back and be his friend? Are you going to go back and like be buddy buddy with him and, and, and shoot for him again? All because he went and got some help? I don't be understanding. Like, and here I go back to we you picking and choosing. Here's my thing. For every person out there that has said that they've had a problem with this, let's say he go gets his help. Is that going to change anything about what he did to all those women? No, it's not. I understand forgiveness is a big thing. But there's no way that I would ever be able to forgive myself for doing those things to women. I come from a family full of women. I was raised by women my whole life. I can't even begin to even fathom what my life would be like. There's nothing left for you here, bro. You need to pack your shit up and move into move into the ranch and over in Wyoming with your man, yay. Uh, you know, but I do hope this this young black man gets help. But if he doesn't, I'm not gonna feel bad for him either. You know, when rapists go to jail, these motherfuckers get killed. There is no sympathy. There's no empathy for these kind of motherfuckers that walk around out here. And it's crazy to think that that people have known him for so long and did not even know what was going on. And what's even worse is when women tried to come forward months ago, no one was li listening to them. No one was believing what they were saying. At this point, I have no choice but to believe these women. Because every day there's a new story coming forward. There's a new woman that's gaining strength from the others that came before her to tell their stories, to tell her own. And what, what, like going back to what I said about people that want to do you harm and how you don't want a whole hate campaign started. The moment that you went on that live, shorty, is the moment that all the cards went out the window. I know motherfuckers that, that like, bro, I've gotten four text messages since all of this has started. Do you know where this dude lives? Of course I don't know where he lives. I don't even associate with this dude. You know, but that that, that just goes to show you there are people that's, that's not about to let this rock. They're going to go over there and cause some bodily harm to him if they ever do catch up to him. But it's just, it just, it's so sad and it's so scary to think about how we was discussing last week, how people aren't who they seem. You know, Ursher didn't write all them damn songs. This nigga wasn't even a good person, come to find out. You know, and it's, it's insane to me. I've talked to some of my photographer friends. They, they, they telling me the same thing over and over again. I always thought there was something funny about this dude. I always thought this, I've heard this, I've heard that, you know, and, and when I think about the conversations that I've had with them. I feel like a lot of us are to blame as well. And the reason I say that is because if we knew all these things about this person, why were we constantly getting him hired for gigs? Why wasn't there no dialogue started beforehand, before it even got to this? There, like, we don't even know how many women were, that were affected or that are still scared to come out with their personal stories. 
uh, like I just got done watching uh, another story. And it basically talked about how this girl came out and dude had his dick out, like ready to use the joint. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't, I'm not going to say I can't believe all this shit because there are real life creeps out in this world. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, I guess it's just sad that I have to know one of these people. I know him. I know of him. Okay. I don't know what he was doing, but, but I know him. You know what I'm saying? I just seen him last year at, in, in the middle of the street, like, you know, coming out of Marvin's and just say, what's up? How you doing? You know, and kept it moving. But that, I mean, young, your, your best friend could be a rapist. And, and I'm going to say this because these women keep... Just because that you didn't get raped doesn't mean... Or like, oh, I didn't do it to you. Does, does not mean that he didn't do it to other people. Okay? And those are things that you need to keep it like... It's insane to me. It's really insane to me. Like, how the fuck are we ever supposed to recover? And, and continue to treat each other with love if this type of shit has been going on. And the crazy part is, fam, this shit been going on for over 10 to 12 years. And I, like... How does someone get away with something like that for so fucking long? But I can't juggle two women to save my goddamn life for six months because somebody going to find out, somebody going to suck the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to throw some jokes up in there. I know it's not no joking matter. I know, but like, I can't stress this enough, man. It's just wild. This motherfucker just is a predator at the end of the day. Just was preying on women, young women at that. Women weren't even eight, like weren't even 18. There's a story, there's a story about a 17 year old lady. He knew she was 17. And and still went about his business. And I'm just like, fam, like, what? I don't even understand. Like, I don't know how you get to that. But, you know, maybe he's been through something. I'm over here trying to play devil's advocate. And I don't know why. I don't know why. But, you know, let's let's say this champ, Black Lives Matter. Okay, now, now does his life matter anymore? Is anyone going to fight for this young man at all? I'm just asking these questions. Don't get your thong in and out when, when I'm saying these things, okay? I just want to know who's going to come to the rescue of him. I don't think anybody will. You know, these lawyers out here that have to take cases for murderers and rapists and stuff like that. Like, I don't know who's going to take a case like that and defend this young man. I don't know. As far as I know, you done shot yourself in the foot. And to the point where it's, we can't stop the bleeding. Too many people have been affected by your choices, man. And what the fuck you've done to these women. One last quick story. I heard of this dude. Had a fucking, uh, like a binder of Polaroids, hundreds and hundreds of Polaroids that were nude, like there were nude pictures in the joints, like very just risque, half naked pictures in the joint. And he was talking about he was going to get this joint uh, uh, published, but never did. Black women, male and women with naked, with nudes. And, you know, when I think about stuff like this, I remember there was a time that I used to hang out with a family member and he's he was a photographer and he would have women over and never let me in the basement. And to this day, now that ever since all this stuff is coming to light, I just want to know what the fuck was he doing at that point in time. And I just hope to God that my own family wasn't out here doing no crazy shit like this because I won't stand for that. I don't give a fuck if you my blood relative or you my nigga for 15 years. That shit not rocking with me at all, bro. At all. You know... In addition to, to me feeling that way, I can only wonder about the people that he kept close to him, people that I may had a relationship with. You know, I can think about two or three people off the back right now who uh, spent a lot more time with him than I did and actually had a relationship with him. But, you know, can they attest to something that may have happened three years ago, four years ago, five years ago? I'm pretty sure they can. And the fact that they're not out here saying anything or... You know, not reposting all these things that these women are out here to man, bro. You are equally to blame, and I don't like. I ain't got nothing for you, Chief. 
Uh, ladies, it's, it's imperative, and it's it, I say this with emphasis. Please continue to just be, make good choices, make good decisions. Keep uh, keep a high, keen eye about the people that you allow in your circle and uh, your surroundings when you are going out. Please don't, please just don't be on your cell phone scrolling on the internet while you in an empty parking lot by yourself, headed to your car after a happy hour or something like that. Please, 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 just take precaution out here. Uh, you know, fellas. Gentlemen, we need to continue to hold each other accountable because these things will never, like, no. These things cannot be happening to our to our women out here. It's just unacceptable. Um, you know, I, I really just thank want to continue to thank you guys for being in the ear for me to uh, preach to and to vent to. Because, you know, whether you guys realize it or not, you are a form of my therapy and uh, my mental health. You know, um, I think right now with all these crazy things going on, it's important that we all have faith and continue to have faith, okay? Uh, and I think that uh, I'm just going to leave y'all with some faith. Uh, Evans, how about that? I'm your boy Scumbag Millionaire. This has been another episode of No Rap Before Nine. I really appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Continue to watch out for one another, okay? And that's a wrap, baby.
And last but not least, believe these women out here. For real.